0: so stupid uh anyway uh yeah. i langan told me i sound sick and for anyone listening yes fine i'm sick right now for sure uh i to me i sound normal but he's like you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm,
0: I'm a little under the weather um you know i'm trying to put on like the uh dave Chappelle like white anchor voice you know
1: <laughs> but I, <laughs> I can't do it Listen, so, the show must go on sam as they say in the business exactly we are very much in the business
0: yes very much so uh i don't want to get hate emails from the listeners so today we're going to talk about like i mean this is it this is like what we really love to talk about so our favorite movies of the year and i i don't know about you guys but like there's been some fucking amazing movies i just saw one last night but fucking chris from films on tap welcome back
2: oh thanks sam i really appreciate you asking me on um we are um, later, I think this week, going to record um, a sort of Spielberg-centric um, episode where we're we're talking about The Fablemans, which is his uh, new movie that came out this year. And then we're going to do a draft where we're actually picking, you know, our favorite highest box office gross, you know, most critically acclaimed, Oscar winner, that sort of thing, because we're all kind of Spielberg nerds on that side of the house. So uh, excited about that. And then I guess at some point we'll talk uh, our favorite movies of the year, but uh, since I was Jonesing to do it, I was very happy that you asked me to come on and, and join you guys in this wow. discussion.
0: I'm glad we could assist with that <laughs> that movie boner that you
1: have. So. Um, <laughs> I like the S stocking in the made, background, by the way. You ever <laughs> made like a failure, like a bad movie? I mean, that bombed.
2: Yeah, I mean, 1941 ever? bombed.
1: Um, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and oh
2: yeah. yeah, and it it wasn't very critically acclaimed. Hook did okay at the box office but you know most critics hated it people love um, it though the, yeah yeah people do love it my kids love it but uh yeah so i mean in general even if it's bad spielberg it's usually a pretty pretty decent movie
0: i didn't even know he had a new movie out but i watched hot ones with paul dano and he's in it and he yeah. i was like i was like oh my god i'm so like out of touch with like what seems to be Box office centric movies <laughs> at the moment. I don't know. You know, it's just I feel yeah. like I feel like a movie could be released and it's like, oh, a freebie exclusive, and you are like, what planet am I living on right now? You know,
2: yeah, and it, it actually and- it didn't do well. Um, I, I, you know, it's 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 a great movie. It's actually on my list today, but it's a, kind of an autobiographical movie about his life and growing yeah. up and his becoming, you know, in love with film. Uh, so yeah, Paul Dano pay, plays a fictionalized version of his dad.
0: I love it. I totally didn't realize that fucking Paul was the kid from LIE. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, man. That was, like, his first role.
0: Wow. I, I went
2: and saw that. I, too. I had to, like, go find the theater that that was playing at when it first came out um, because I, I remember, like, I knew the director and uh, and I heard it was supposed to be great, and so I remember sitting in the theater with my buddy and he's like, what the fuck did you take me to?
0: Yeah, that's a good question when you're sitting there watching this movie. It was probably, right. it was probably Comac because Comac <laughs> played all the degenerate movies.
2: I think it might have yeah. been Comac, actually. Yeah.
0: I think that's where I saw it. Nice. But you watch it and you're like, what is going on in this movie? It's like mad weird. A yeah. bunch of guys
2: off in the corner beating off. Kind
0: of, probably. You know, this is... <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's do top 10. But let's mention honorables um, leading up to that. So, uh, Chris, if you have anything outside of ten, just mention it.
2: All right, uh, there were a few. Um, I enjoyed Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, you know, I I, I I found it kind of funny, kind of uh, suspenseful. Great gag at the end. Um, you know, it just uh, hit me in all the right spots. I really liked Smile. Um, it was a it was a, a, a i think a creepier dare i say scarier version of other movies like it follows or the ring and those kinds of things and just really well made i thought and and, and you know the, the last scene or so really uh, got me i liked nope um not in my top 10 but i did enjoy it i enjoyed the spectacle of it wasn't quite uh the horror movie that i thought it would be and weird that the monkey bit was probably the scariest like portion of the whole movie but i still you know he's a really good filmmaker and even when it's not quite his, you know best effort it's it's damn good
0: you're right he's he's like a <laughs> he, that that's his talent for like just i mean that's a gorgeous film it's gorgeous and when you it's mean, kind of
2: spielbergian in the way the way it's shot which yeah. is which is funny but yeah, yeah he's
0: he's like head and shoulders like you know even even at his even if I, I didn't love Nope, like once you get a hold of the whole concept of it, and it's just literally just like a spider waiting to attack prey. And then he goes, you know what I mean? It's so, yeah, yeah. you're like, wow, this is like, it seemed like a really um, complex movie. But then when you watch it, it's it's kind of not. It's just like when you break it down to like what it like, it's just a creature hiding behind a cloud waiting to like hit you up, you know? Um. Cool. So Langan, uh, anything, yeah. anything past 10? Uh, yeah, I had a You're couple. Still go-, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, no, and I won't talk about them as much, but. Um, no, no, no. The Keep last it. couple, were- <laughs> the last couple were the Batman. Um, I didn't think that there would be a way to tell another Batman story with different actors and a different director and have it be good. And it was very good. Uh, Little Long was very good. Loved X. Had a blast with that. Uh, Jackass Forever. It was great seeing those guys again, I had a blast in the theater. And then finally, Scream, uh, which I loved. It was fun, just not in my top ten. Yeah.
0: That, I love Scream. Um, <clears throat> Langan, anything past number ten?
1: Yeah, I mean, I got several. I uh, I, I think we were just – I was overloaded with – I had about 30 films that in any given year I could easily have talked about, and I think it might be because you know, maybe the pandemic and production slowed down, and now we're just getting like – especially, what a year for horror. I mean, like, amazing year for horror. Like, in the theaters and uh, streaming. And, uh, yeah, these ones just narrowly missed. um, uh, The Innocents, Speak No Evil. I know Sam, you were posting about that. Um, uh, Bodies, 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 like was mentioned before. A lot of people hate that movie. I get that the characters weren't likable. They weren't supposed to be. I'm a big Rachel Senat fan. I saw her in uh, *Shiva Baby*, so I love her in that. I think it's a great which, film. Great which 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 character did she play, Brian? Which yeah, one was she? I don't she remember in. the name. Uh, oh, okay.
2: Was she, she like uh, one?
1: Trailer, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember the name and stuff, but uh, okay. it, it's a good movie. I I know a lot of people don't like it, so I, hesitate I, I to so
0: to me, bit. like, I'm just gonna mention this movie because it, it didn't make my list, but it's one of the movies that I thought about the most after watching this year. So that's, that says something. Um, I sat through it and the I don't care about the characters, whatever. It's just when you really get to the end and you see the story for what it is, I was like, I said, that was like, kind of like my least favorite movie. Not not least favorite. It was my least favorite movie with the best ending that I could think of in a while. Cause by the end I was like, I was like, "Hey, you know what? Pretty fucking brilliant. You got me,
1: <laughs> you know." Like, and, 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 and the like, what? Yeah. Are we we're supposed to like every character in a movie? Like to like it? Like, what? What planet is are we living on? Like,
0: I so hate. I I, I I read <laughs> yeah. that shit. I read that shit in the in the podcast group, and I'm just thinking like, yeah, like who, not the
1: way they're written. Yeah, you know? it's like
0: oh, especially, oh
2: right. especially if it's a movie about them all sort of getting. You know, knocked off one by one. Some of them, you you know, you want to like sort of relish the 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 kill or enjoy the fact that yeah, this person sucks, and uh, it's kind of funny that in the way that they died or whatever.
0: Yeah, but they drive it home too. Like when you get to the end, it's just like these relationships that they had, and really, like I can't. It's probably the best twist or best ending that I've seen in a movie this year, which is Mm -hmm. saying something. I just. For, maybe maybe I need to rewatch it to appreciate it, you know, because yeah. like I was just like, where are we going with this? I just thought it was kind of like a lot of banter. Um, mm-hmm. But once you see the movie for what it is, I was just like I really was just like, wow, very smart. I you know what? It would have worked for me if it was like an hour episode of something, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I get that. But uh, also, yeah, I want to mention uh smile like we said before. I love that. Uh, Pearl and X, what a year Mia Goth had. She was outstanding. Um, Pearl was one of the greatest looking. I watched it on Blu-ray, and man, what a fantastic looking, the colors. Uh, fantastically shot horror movie. And uh, the one that just narrowly missed it, Nitrum, uh, with uh, what's his name, Clay uh, Landry Jones there in it. Um, he playing a, a, a person who executed the worst uh, mass killing in Australia's history. Made by a director that also made a film, Snowtown, which is a similar way. And he just approaches it so well. And, and Jones just crushes it. He plays this disturbed teenager and eventually goes on a killing spree. But it's done very tastefully and, and, and a good character study. So, yeah, that's my honorable. Very cool. He, uh, plays,
2: he plays crazy pretty
1: well, I think. <laughs> yeah, he does well with that. I think he's better than real yeah. house. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, man, tough list. Because I, I had 16 movies and I really like all of them a lot. Um, so my honorables, I'm going to say glorious, which was a shutter exclusive. Oh, I love that one. I thought that was really like, wow, that's up there with the body's bodies, like, you know, reveal where you're just like, okay, like this is pretty mm-hmm. fucking
2: smart. Ah, uh, the new oh, what a screen- simple like dopey yeah. concept, you know, but it works completely.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely worked. It's just like when you talk about like budget and what you could do with one location and a smart like script, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scream, the new Scream, you know, came out in January forever ago. Uh I was kind of blown away by it. I saw it in the theaters, and I thought it it gave the mean spirited kills that. You know the others' movies lacked. I felt like like Ghostface was back to being like a, a I don't know. You just felt very brutal with the kills. Um, very well shot, lot pretty suspenseful. You know that the house with the, the the cop and stuff. Like you, you know, you always think you're going to see him and then you don't and stuff. Very very good. Um, the movie Fresh, I thought it was very good. You guys might have that in your top ten. It just missed out for me. I I, I thought it was really um, kind of like uh campy, but very well done um smile, so smile is a movie like Chris, you mentioned it before It's a better version of a lot of movies, yeah, you know i it reminded me of the movie Wounds with uh Army Hammer. Uh, it reminded me of a movie called the Dead Center where it's it's everything I hate about these newer horror movies that make it to the theater but done very well, Mm -hmm. you know, like every like creepy shot. It's like, you know, like every trailer that has somebody walking backwards, you're like, Oh my God, enough already. But Mm -hmm. by the time, like this movie was just a nightmare that you kind of don't wake up from, you know, and you know, it goes into like the ending where the ending is just like, wow. Like we, we talked about the ending, Chris, where you're like, Holy shit, that was very effective. You know? Um, Then the last two I have are uh, I just saw violent night. So just missed my top 10. Um, I think I wanted sl- like a little bit more, but it was just a lot of fun, just a lot of fun. And and it was a combination of, of, of uh, Christmas folklore mixed in with literally die hard, <laughs> you know, uh, some Home Alone nods that just had me fucking dying. The, the best part of the movie. Um, and then uh, it just, it had a lot of heart too. And the characters weren't, you didn't hate the characters, you know. Um, they were just they, they were just great. And then my last honorable mention is Halloween Ends. <laughs> uh, Hall- Halloween Ends. Um, You know, it's <laughs> I, I I completely. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> if I, if
0: I take this as a standalone, I I watched it so many times. I put it on in the background now. The soundtrack is killer. Um, that Johnny goth song is one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, it's just absolutely in spite of like Michael Myers is just like this, you know, random like side character, you know, but like when I watch this movie, I don't fucking hate it, you know, and, uh, you know, just him getting grounded up at the end is just almost like an afterthought um but yeah those those are well it's knowledge. an
2: afterthought because he he takes such a back seat in the movie like he, if he was actually the antagonist in the movie you might actually care that he got thrown into the grinder nah yeah. i was
0: i was too busy crying over uh you know <laughs> whatever that guy's name cory
2: who's that guy what's the main character
0: yeah. cory Cun- cory cunningham yeah. <laughs> all right cool
2: cory cunningham yeah
0: so all right let's do <laughs> let's do top 10 man let's go uh, top 10, Chris.
2: Uh, so wait, am I, are we doing 10 each and then nine and then eight, or am I rattling off my top 10 and we're just having a general discussion? No, i know Let, let's, just, Yeah, let's, let's, Sorry.
0: Just, let's just do 10, 10 through one round robin, but like, you know, let's not get too long winded.
2: Yeah. We'll be here forever. Okay. So. so so I feel like my 10 is probably higher on your guys' list, so we can hit it later, like in right. more of a discussion. But uh, Barbarian kicks off my list at number 10. Um,
1: That's my I had, 10 I, I,
2: I, oh, Okay. I didn't have really any sense of this movie going in. I, I, I watched it sort of spoiler free. I don't even think I watched a, a preview. I just heard like people saying it was awesome. And, I, and they were like, stay, stay away from any spoilers. And so I did. And... The first part of it where she they you know, they're in the house and you're not quite sure about Bill Skarsgård's character and it's a it's a very good sort of suspenseful first half of a movie and then it just flips and it becomes a completely different movie and but still great and entertaining and, and sort of kind of batshit crazy a little bit and gory and um both halves and both sides of it really entertain me and um I just uh, I finished it and I was like, "Holy shit, that was that was some movie. That was a trip. Uh, it it kind of took me all over the place, but um, wow, it, I just had a blast with it." And and I thought about it a lot afterwards. And I, I think generally people pretty much love this movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that was my
1: that's it's, my number. 10. It's
0: it's all our number ten. So it's pretty funny. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be careful where I jump in because I know I'm on the leg, But uh, yeah, everything you said about it, I. I, I really loved about it because you know you've seen so many horror movies as you know your life goes on, but man, this one always had me guessing. I ne- I never could say that. Oh, okay, I know what's going. Like every time I thought i would had like what angle or what direction they were going, they completely went somewhere else with it. So I was having a good time, like guessing and being surprised every at every turn, and to really disturb like that. You know, I, I I'm really careful. I don't want to say too much. You know what I mean. But uh, there's a real like the one of the villains, very disturbing, like <laughs> just a million yeah. levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when they get to uh, that part, but just twist after twist kept me guessing, and it was fun. That's what a film should be. It was great.
0: All right. So uh, it, my number ten. W- what a great movie. What a treat to see this movie in a movie theater. Um, by ourselves. It was just me and Karen and we went to like, it uh, might have been like Belmore or somewhere deep in Nassau. Uh, now before that, we heard of this movie and I was like, oh, maybe it's one of those things because now you don't even know. It's like it could be playing in theater and it could also be up for rental. So I'm like, let me see if it's up for rental. And there was a movie called Barbarians.
1: <laughs> and I was
0: like, you know, I I I did my my like a boomer move where I'm like, oh, this is, this is the movie. <laughs> we fucking rent this Movie and it turns out to be one of the worst movies we've ever seen, and I was just like, "Yo, Barbarian Brothers, Bar- yeah, it? that would have been that would have been great." <laughs> so we watch this terrible movie only to realize halfway through when I Google again, it's only playing in theaters. I was like, "Oh shit, I made a mistake." <clears throat> we find it, we go see it, and it's just us in this brand new movie theater that opened up again, like, uh, and it's such a dark area. Like we're watching this movie and it's so effective that Karen was scared shitless because we were the last theater all the way down the hall and that the screen had like this like curtain that you go walk under. And she's just like, who the fuck is, be- yo, it was so good. Kept <laughs> you guessing. Um, You know, when, when you get to the middle part of the movie, you're just like, you're just like, wait, what's going on? And then at, at at its core, once the story is revealed, it's just like, oh, OK, I get it. But goddamn, what a great movie. Uh, what a fun, <clears throat> fun movie to watch in the theater. And then we rewatched it again on HBO Max.
2: Yeah. And I, I really liked what they did with Justin Long, because yeah. in any given in any given scene, you're either sympathizing with him, rooting for him or disgusted by him. And, and it changes multiple times throughout the second half of that movie.
0: You're right. Absolutely. Because you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Good point. Um, all right, let's see number nine. Uh, all
2: right. My number nine was, uh, your, I think your last, uh, or one of your last, uh, honorable mentions was violent night. Um, and, and, and it was just pure joy sitting in the theater. Um, it, it's, it was kind of a father-son situation. Like Tara was with us, but she was kind of like hiding her eyes at all the gross parts. But like I had Connor with me and, um, you know, he's watched, you know, some horror movies with me but and some action movies and stuff. But it just the, the level of like giggling and, and like looking at each other and, and almost high-fiving in certain parts with just the, the the brutality of some of the kills or the absurdity of them it was just a blast to see that in the theater and like everybody laughing and cheering and stuff. It was just so much fun. Um, it, you know, it's not the, the most unique story in the world, but I do love how they basically just made a die hard with Santa Claus. But you said something really important, Sam, like every one of the characters has a reason for doing something, you know, they, they have a motivation. They have a, a little bit of a backstory that's revealed shows why they're doing what they're doing versus just being like these uh these cutouts that you know are are there to stand for this or that like so even the villains you kind of you know they're interesting characters and um you know it 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 matters good or bad um when something happens to all of them so uh, i just had a blast with it and uh you're right like it is cool to have that sort of Christmas spirit to such a ridiculous it. like bonkers movie and i kind of knew it was i kind of knew it was going to be like that once i saw that Dead snow director was directing it um but it 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 like lived up to that because i was like oh this is going to be crazy because i knew those two movies and it 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 like it like built a little bit and then it just went just nuts and yeah. i had a blast with it
0: it was it, like you said the, the combination it's like two movies just crossed each other You know, it's like Santa and believing and then just like a heist movie, you know, it's like they just cross and they're like, oh, let's just make this really fun movie, you know, and, you know, wait till we get Josh Miller on the show who wrote the movie. So that'll be fun.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I mean, probably not, but like, we have a mutual friend. He's like, you should get Josh on the show. I was like, yeah, we should. (laughs)
2: yeah <laughs> i mean they come they come from some pretty humble beginnings so, they do I mean, yeah yeah
0: and the same thing you know it was the same friend that was like you should get my friend bj on the show who did studio 666 <laughs> that's another honorable mention by the way yeah. um lang number nine
1: uh my number nine uh was this is guar uh wow
0: that was good
1: seven. i loved it you know i i i'm I'm so blessed that I lived long enough that like all these bands I grew up with, there's there documentaries or books about them. And I'm like, cause, I mean, this was a band of mystery for me growing up, you know what I mean? Like their whole shtick and uh, not knowing their whole story, you know? And, and obviously over the years I I came to know it, but to have it presented in such a concise way was so fantastic. But, but it, I mean, what, I mean, you're talking about one of the most original bands like ever, I mean, and, the the background from the art school and this vision that that it's debate very debatable within them who is like in control of that vision you got the one bitter fella that's still a little annoyed and stuff you know that brocky got stole all the thunder but just the perseverance it took and and i mean when a band like this with this uh the shtick to get to be still around in this day and age it, it's unheard of they they would never think at that age that that this would happen you know what i mean and to still continue even after with brock he passed away but just a great bio uh great music you know you got drugs you got your fighting you got all the stuff that makes one of those movies great and uh know yeah, it's a good time good yeah time.
0: yeah it's a good one for sure um even for someone like me that was a casual there was a lot of information and and, and they have such an interesting shtick that it's like you see it from the very beginning so big big mm-hmm. recommend on that for sure um so i cheated because i i did my number 9 as like a a twofer because i had mm-hmm. to x and pearl um i don't know if you guys have that higher up i had it in my honorables your honorable yeah me too okay cool so um I remember just, you know, Ty West is someone who I liked, you know, he had, uh, you know, house of the devil is like aesthetically cool, but the movie was like, whatever. And then everything else was like, all right, this is cool. It wasn't until X where I was like, this is fucking awesome. This was yeah. really good. The characters were really good. A slow burn because it did take a minute to get to, to pop off, but it didn't matter because it was so engaging Mia Goth is like I googled her after this movie because I'm like you're so good and then to later on get Pearl which is literally like fucking Gone no, uh, uh, Wizard of Oz meets like you know John Waters mm. Pearl might have been even that's more a good imp- description <laughs> Pearl might have been even more impressive because it really like it was fucking a distorted version of like a technicolor movie. Like you watch it and you're just like, this doesn't like the scarecrow scene. Like you see like the beginning of, of, of this, this character and how she is fucking going nuts. And by the, you know, that monologue, everything about it. It's just, it was such a weird genre distortion that's what it was you just like you're watching something that looks like an old movie but it's just so fucking batshit crazy uh I just couldn't believe it I was like this is like and I believe me I know some people watched it and they were probably like this is fucking terrible but if you really connected with it on that level I was just like I can't wait to see what he does with Maxine because you're gonna have a killer trilogy, like it's really cool. Like all of a sudden, you have these three fucking movies. And uh, shout out to A twenty four for like you know standing by him and letting him do that stuff. So that's my number
1: nine. Yeah,
2: uh, um, totally agree. I mean, uh, you know he he's I think one of the guys along with like Jordan Peele and some others that you know really have helped usher horror back into the court, kind of more of the mainstream. The theatrical leases and that sort of thing and um but you're right he's been sort of spotty in some of his earlier works and this is really where i think he just kind of like he's like a pitcher that sort of finally put it all together like when he's 30 and now he's gonna have a killer run for the next few years you know he's just great fucking movies
0: Are you are you dropping a verlander reference or something
2: uh, well, no, it just I mean, <laughs> no, um, no. we just we we just signed Redone, so I'm hoping that's the case with him too. You know? <laughs> Shout
0: out to <laughs> Yan- Yankee Talk. Um, all right, so number talk eight, Chris. <laughs> that's
2: the, the weather up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, awesome. Oh, my number eight. Uh, my number eight. I actually saw probably the most recently out of all of these. And um, it was something that's like gotten tremendous critical acclaim. It's a, it's a writer-director who's been nominated a bunch of times before um, and two actors that have worked together in one of his better movies. And it's called The Banshees and The Sharon. Okay. It's an Irish movie. Martin McDonough wrote and directed it. It's got Colin Farrell and um, Brendan Gleeson together, uh, kind of working together again. It is a very small tale. Uh, it takes place in like the nineteen twenties in Ireland uh, during like a civil war, and they're kind of off on this island. And it's basically one day, Colin Farrell just wakes up, and his buddy tells him, "I don't want to be friends with you anymore." And then the story, like from that simple sort of for premise, just unfolds from there into this very dark, very weird, funny, fucked up movie. Um, and you're like, the whole time, like, because it starts with you, you start with like, well, why? Why doesn't he want to be friends with him? And then there's all sorts of really revealing and and kind of deep stuff that happens but it's it's layered in with some dark humor some some funny absurd situations and some really just like fucked up things and so it's one of those movies that you just uh you're like what as you're watching it you're like oh my god and then afterwards for days I thought about it so it's uh, I don't want to say too much about it because it's really like it is a pretty small movie but it's got a lot a big ideas in it and uh it stays with you after you watch it. Yeah I'm not I sure mean, if you guys have seen it.
0: No, but I've I've seen like the, the promos for it. Um mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know what it's about but like it's such a simple premise but that seems like something that could just like unravel. So yeah that sounds pretty Yeah
2: like because he's like why what did I do? You've been friends with me for like twenty years. What now today makes you say that you do not like me anymore and you don't want me to talk to you ever again. I got, I, got the I, mo- gotta,
0: I gotta do that to someone today. <laughs> Have right? that
2: happen.
0: <laughs> oh yeah you did have that happen actually
2: <laughs> that's interesting that's terrible brian this, i'm sorry
0: right. no, no movie though
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah uh,
2: banshees of inner is my number eight
1: cool uh laying a number eight uh my number eight was fourth of july the louis ck film uh wow yeah it's uh it's only on his site he's still doing that thing where you can buy it from his site because you know no one will still I guess touch him but uh, whatever I think he's his talent is so undeniable uh, but it's it's a basic film like as far as a premise um, basic there's a, a fellow Joe list who's also a stand-up he's a stand-up comedian so well in this Joe list who's the main guy Nick DiPaolo's in it uh, Bobby Kelly's fantastic um, but Joe List is a jazz piano player and he has his family get together on July 4th. They rent a house with his Boston family and uh, the crude as shit. And the appeal of it, you know, is anybody who has ever felt like an outsider in their family um, can relate to this. And uh, the dialogue is so frank and the ball busting is so funny and it's got a lot of heart and uh, it's just so well acted. It's, it's, it, if you can take a simple premise like that and make it work, something you've seen before, but when it's executed this well, I think it's something special. And I know it went under the radar because of the fact that you can only get it from his his site, but it's just got this brutally funny but honest and dramatic feel to it, and some darkness which Louis C.K. does better than any comedian when he taps into making you uncomfortable finding the humor and things i think he does better than anybody and i think it's worth i think it's like 15 bucks on his website and it's great it's awesome that's cool i gotta i gotta seek that out because
2: that 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 that, uh several season arc of louis on fx is one of the best shows ever i mean it's it's brilliant so i I know what you're talking about he's just really talented filmmaker in addition to Mm -hmm. being an incredibly funny stand-up so yeah cool i I gotta watch i wrote that one down (laughs)
0: Um. So, what are we up to? I don't even remember. <laughs> that was my eight. Uh,
2: I think, yeah, so you have to do your eight, Sam.
0: All right, so um, so I have the sadness. Mm.
2: Yep, I actually have that at number seven. So, if you want to talk All about right. it now, we can.
0: Yeah, so we can, because then that's next. Um, Holy shit, were we waiting for this Six. for a long time? Um, You know, this is one of those trailers that you watch for, like, a year, and you're, like, waiting. You're, like, when the fuck does this movie come out? It took forever. I was following the guy on Instagram. Obviously, yeah. when you get a movie, you know, d- distribution and all that other shit fucking is is like a big part of it. Um, it's it's basically like a 28 days later ish type thing, you know, like, a, um, you know, disease spreads through. And uh, it's just it's brutal. It's great. It's a movie that yeah. I, I don't feel like a lot of people saw or talked about here. But from beginning to end, it's just captivating, and uh, the action and the gore, um, fuck, unbelievably good. If you want, like, just pure madness um, from beginning to end, you know, like, once, once it kicks off, <laughs> once this, like, fucking virus kicks off, man, it's like, holy shit. So, uh, yeah, that's it, the sadness.
2: Yeah, I think, Perfect. you know, smile proved that, if anything, like, someone that's trying to kill you and smiling at you is mm. is more creepy than just, like, them looking angry when they're trying to kill you. Okay. And, you know, like, these fucking people, the whole concept is this disease essentially reduces you down to your id. Like, there's no control. It's all, like, whatever your your deepest, darkest, most violent sexual feelings or or things that are inside of you or just inside of people it all just gets brought to the surface in an uncontrollable uh just mass uh destruction and and people are just chasing people killing people raping people like it's fucking crazy yeah and the gore the gore is just insane there's a scene Um, in
0: particular that i'm thinking of where you're just i forgot you know you're talking about like you know as far as like sexual things you're like oh yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah. This this is something to watch for sure.
2: Yeah, especially if uh, yeah, I, I mean if you if you can if you're into or can handle gore um and you like kind of those those outbreak type stories, I mean it it doesn't get much better than this is like the apex of both of those types of movies yeah. just mashed into one movie. It's fucking awesome.
0: I feel like later on I feel like this movie, you know, like anything Eventually, it'll get like a cult status because once a lot of people start discovering it, they're going to be like, holy shit, the sadness from like 2022 is just or the, U-
1: or the US will remake it and then it'll go down once later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like anything like for for us, you know, we, we talk about like now things get released so quick. It's like, you know, we're constantly playing catch up with stuff. It's like there's probably like 10 movies in the last 10 years that I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to watch that so this so, uh, so much
1: good coming from across the globe right now it's just, yeah uh, every country's doing some great shit
2: um this is actually I- a really good cousin to um the the show on netflix all of us are dead uh, like where it takes place in in the school i forget what country i don't know i don't remember if it was asia or taiwan i think the sadness was taiwanese um but again like sort of that idea of some of the zombies are like conscious like they they're, they're not quite. They're aware, but they can't control themselves. Uh, that that concept, I think, is is pretty fascinating, and why this works so well. They're not just mindless ghouls that are just trying to eat your flesh. Like they can speak, and they they have some train of thought of, but their their goal is just you know just absolute mayhem, um, mayhem and destruction. So yeah, it was very good.
0: Um, so that's seven. So Lenga number seven.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, I, I I screwed up. That was my number six.
0: Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so give my, me number seven.
2: My number seven uh, is Alex Garland's Men. Um, this was a movie came out earlier this year. The guy who did uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Um, basically, you know, a woman goes out to the country um, to kind of get away from things. A tragedy happens where her her ex uh, husband um, commits suicide. And she's trying to kind of wrangle with all of those emotions and and deal with kind of the fallout from that. And she rents this sort of countryside villa in England. And um, it's just a very sort of it's it's very unsettling from the earliest moments. And the sense of dread and uneasiness just continues to build. And he uses this great technique where the same actor is basically the face of every male that she encounters in the movie, Uh, whether it's a kid an adult an old man it's the same dude and it, it's a creepy concept and a creepy uh sort of uh gimmick that he uses throughout the movie and um you never you never feel safe for her um and and you're sort of along for that ride with her and then at the end of the movie he just goes kind of nuts um in the in the last like 15-20 minutes or so um as he's trying to something is trying to get into the house and, and, and do harm to her. And it's, it's just, there was a lot that I, I dealt with and thought about and, and like just stuck with me for, for many probably weeks after watching that movie. So it it resonated with me and I I wasn't probably not creeped out by uh, another movie more than this one this year.
0: Langan, do you have it in your. No. So everything that you mentioned reminded me of that movie. Lucky. You know, like Lucky from like I think it was like last year. Oh,
1: yeah, we had. I, think it on I the saw show. that
0: one. Oh, I'm gonna send right? you the. I'm gonna send you the link because it's it's okay. um, like Bria Grant. I think she you know she she starred in it, and it's under like, show. Uh, Grant. But it's it's like uh, yeah, like the the. It's just I don't. Know, it's hard to explain without really giving it away. I'll just send you the link. But, uh, okay. you know, A24 has this way of working with me, like when I'm sitting in a, in a theater where I'm forced to watch the trailer every now and then I'll see one of their trailers and I'm just like, nope, not for me, because like I've been burned way too many times. Lamb yep. was one of oh, those. Yeah. Lamb, really? I'm like, I see this. I'm like, you are fucking with me right now. You're fucking <laughs> with me. You're right. fucking with me. I'm not watching Lamb. I don't care if you put on God only knows by the beach boys to fuck with my heartstrings, not watching it. Men was another one of those where I was like, "Nope, I am not watching this fucking stupid movie. But if you say it's that effective, then I will definitely consider watching it.
2: And and the thing that hooked me was, was Alex Garland because ex Machina Love is ex a Machina. great fucking yeah. movie and annihilation has its moments. It's not great, but it's, it's still a, I think, I think he does cerebral sci-fi mixed with horror pretty pretty darn well. And so I was interested to see this take. And I went in with pretty low expectations because I, I was like, they're going to they're gonna bait and switch me here. Because that trailer is weird and creepy, but they're probably going to just do something else with the movie. And to me, it hit. I, I really liked it a lot.
0: Okay, very cool. Um, so Langan, number seven.
1: Well, this is kind of piggybacking on what we were just talking about. But I got uh, The Northman. The uh, the Eggers movie, um, who I am not sure. a huge fan of. Don't I hated The Witch. I hated The Lighthouse. I think this is for me. This is his best work. Um, it's a it's a anything with like Vikings too and swords and blood and shit. I'm fucking all in. You already got me like one foot in the door for me. Uh, just don't just don't fuck it up basically. Um, uh, Sk- Skarsgård Alexander, he's great in it. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who's fantastic, uh, Nicole Kidman, you got Ethan Hawke and a Bjork appearance. Pfft. I was all mm-hmm. about it, but it, it, it's a hero story. It's an, a, a Norse hero story, a story of loss, of vengeance, of family, destruction. It's got all those elements, and it's just shot. I mean, even uh, even the films of Eggers that I didn't like, I, I'll never, you know, say that it didn't look like beautiful, sure. uh, amazing of a shot that way, and I think this was 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 just gorgeous. Yeah, that yeah. one
0: that one seems like the more like expansive of the universe. Like it seems like he like this is his movie movie. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. and um, I had no interest in watching it because
1: everything you just described doesn't seem
0: <laughs> everything. I mean, my my my, fo- my foot was I'll out watch. the door.
1: There's, there's certain things I'll watch. I'm like, man, I hate it. It's got history in it. Yeah, it's got some like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, some Sam's like fuck that. <laughs> a bunch of white people and yeah. gray gray guys doing some white people shit with the swords and whatever. Like it's, Sam's not gonna like this.
0: It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I I have a type. I,
2: I did. Uh, I did like the Northmen, I didn't love it. I actually really liked the Lighthouse a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I I just I don't know. It just um, it hit me that the, the two of them together, uh, Pattinson and, and Defoe. I thought were were amazing. Um, I can't hate a movie more than I hate The Witch. Um, but but <laughs> you and I
0: went to go see it like opening day,
2: <laughs> right? Right. Uh, but you're right; it was shot really well. The Northman. Um, I thought uh, there were parts of it that, like, maybe could have been a little bit crisper. Like, they could have used a little bit of editing because it felt like it dragged on a little bit. But uh, Scarsgaard was really good. Anya Taylor Joy was really good, and uh, that twist with the with the parents was that that like got me a little bit like uh, yeah it, it, it upset me <laughs> i was like
1: Fuck. yeah <laughs> yeah i thought that was well done and it's it, it's my yeah. favorite thing that he out of those those big a24 directors i feel like like eggers and and aster are probably like the, you know the, the golden children i'm more of an aster guy but this makes this, this was this was good for eggers. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So let's do number seven real quick. Uh, bullet Train for me. Um, I saw this in mm-hmm. theaters. I didn't really know what to expect, but I love movies like this. It reminded me of Smoking Aces if Smoking Aces was actually a good movie, mm-hmm. you know, like where it, it just a fucking crazy cast of like just fucking like killers and hit men. And like they're you know, there's like transportation and like all these like identity mix ups. And uh, I had so much fun with it, man. Some of the best, like, cameos. I love um, Joey King. I think that's her name, right?
2: Like the girl she was from, the girl from the... Yeah, uh, the, the act. Yeah, the act, yeah, yeah.
0: She is really good in this. Brad Pitt. Like, everything. This is, like, the best Guy Ritchie movie that he never made, you know? Yeah, when uh,
1: I watched it, I didn't know anything about it. And I had to look it up. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know Guy Ritchie put some shit out. And I was like, oh, (laughs) whoa. whoa, It really is the best Guy Ritchie. It's
0: like, you know, it's very like the fact that he didn't make this is very weird. Uh, It's up on Netflix now, and it's so much fun. It's a really, really good action movie. So that's my number seven.
2: And How about Brad Pitt, like, having a blast later in his career, you know? Like, he's just picking movies that I think he thinks are either funny or fun and, and you know he's not trying to be too vain or anything like that he's just like enjoying the stuff that he's doing and it's good to see because he's a better actor than people gave him credit for
0: and, and here's another thing I mean like what's not good about be, you know being divorced and now single and like he's probably running through lots <laughs> of people picking the best roles he's like whatever he's like I don't have to hear Angelina to jo- right? 40 kids that she yeah. adopted <laughs> that's, that's it. That- <laughs> I'm leaving my right kids Hollywood. I'm leaving my kids all over the hotel floor and I'm gonna go do bullet <laughs> train. And be right back. He's living his best life.
2: That's it. Yes.
0: Um all right, so number six. Uh you already did your number
1: six. Yeah, my
2: six was sadness. We talked about it already.
1: Okay. Uh Lange, number six. My number six, uh I had no expectations going into this, but it, it I was shocked at how great it was and hilarious. Definitely the funniest thing I saw this year was weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, wow. Uh, um, yeah, I'm real <laughs> Oh, I, wow. I watched it, just, you know, all right, came out this year. It's fun. I love, you know, I don't listen to Weird Al anymore, you know, obviously when I was a kid, but, like, I was respect the guy. And he always seemed like a good dude. And staying relevant, working with, like, Tim and Eric and stuff like that, great sense of humor. This is a funnier Die production. And it's just, you know, very loosely based on a story. More. This is more of, like, if you like the uh, Walk Hard. Uh, yeah the detox in that respect, like an over-exaggerated rock biopic with all the tropes you would see in it. Um, it it's just so well done. And I laughed out loud, like so much, like Daniel Radcliffe was hilarious. There's so many com- uh, comics appearing in it, great actors. Uh, there's some scenes where it, I don't want to go into specifics of blowing jokes, but like with Dr. Demento is kind of less the, um, uh, the Burt Reynolds character of Boogie Nights and takes him under his wing as like the Dirk Diggler basically invites him to his house for a pool party. And it's almost like the same house as the Boogie Nights pool party (laughs) instead of all the other porn stars. There's like Elvira's there, Pee Wee Herman, um, (laughs) you know, all the (laughs) tiny kin Like, I'm it's watching I'm story. watching it. Now. Uh, yeah. I got to <laughs> see this now. <laughs> I defy you to not laugh. I defy you to, if you don't have a good time watching this film, just like you, you're, you're incapable of it. <laughs>
0: it's hilarious. I used to think he was like the Bernie Madoff of music. I, I just couldn't really comprehend how this guy had a career from just changing
1: words around, but. Well, that know. dude, that what you just said right there there's a joke in my head right now that specifically is going to address that and make you laugh your ass off. And I don't even want to say it. Just watch All right. it. Well, it's, it's on, on Roku. And I think you can watch it without you watching it- Roku.
0: No, you just go like, cause a lot of people thought that because of the name, but it's just the app. So you could just like, cause that's what I did. We didn't have the Roku yeah. app. So I went to my TV. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it specifically to watch that. I watched like the first 15 minutes and Karen's like, I don't want to watch this now. So I knew I had to watch by myself. (laughs) So I never went back to it, but the first, like I got it to the point where he just, my baloney, right? Yeah. Like the very beginning. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a very exaggerated thing, but it was a lot of fun. So.
1: Yeah. He's got the father that doesn't want him to play, have a career in music. And
0: that's Toby Huss from uh,
1: Halloween. He goes to to a polka party, which is like underground and stuff like that. The kids are all into polka. It's just, it's absurd. But I, 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 I laughed at it more than any film I've seen this year. So, if, he, if he was I, smart, I recommend it for a good time.
0: he could have just redone like Goodfellas, you know, like, <laughs> like if he was going to redo a song, just redo Goodfellas and make it yeah. the, the Weird Al story. Um, yeah. All right. So, my last one before we hit our top five is a movie I just saw yesterday. Speak No Evil is fucking brutal. It's mm. not, it's like, It's so funny when you get to a movie like this that you're like, oh, this is so good. But when you watch it, you're like, what was so good about it? Like, it just it's this weird roller coaster that just goes up with every click. It's like click, click, click. And you're just like watching It, it, it. How do you even describe it? You know, it's like these two couples become friends and then their kids kind of become friends uh, they're from different parts. Um, and the one couple invites the couple that they met on vacation back to their place, blah blah blah. And weird things start to happen, and personalities start to come out. And it's like, if you remember the movie Red, White, and Blue, do you remember that movie? Yeah, 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 it's like that type of like just bleak. You're like, whoa, Oof. <laughs> it's oh like, boy, <laughs> yeah, it's up on shutter now, and it's it's there's really not much more plot to it than that, but it's just their relationship and their kids' relationship, and it's just holy fucking Christ like just very fucking dark movie, man
2: um you have to watch that i i i, I enjoy those uh <laughs> those fucking dark movies yeah,
0: all right uh, I mean like how like i uh langan you mentioned it in your honorables, right like pretty dark
1: so dark. So dark a couple of decisions like characters make that I'm like shaking that I want to like shake through the screen but I got over that pretty fast and just enjoyed it it was uh but well, I, I think know. I I think
0: I think that's kind of like you know what the, the, the actual characters were I feel sure. like that was like their flaw like that was their you know the, mm-hmm. the shitty part of like who they were you mm-hmm. know so but anyway so let's do top five uh chris let's let's jump in top five movies of 2022
2: all right uh yeah so the first one uh of the top five uh is a movie that um i i didn't really have any expectations going in um and and, and nick cage has been hit or miss in my, some of the my, horror stuff. my number movie. five
0: all right, yeah too. My, all right number five all
2: right. <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent holy shit man this was one of those great sort of meta movies he plays himself down on his luck as an actor owen his ex-wife a bunch of money and he gets this opportunity to uh, uh to just go and be like uh at a party as as like the the celebrity guy uh at this villa and like all this stuff happens where um, you know like this uh, uh, espionage unfolds and then he's he's basically mixed up in like a real life Nick Cage action movie uh, and I don't think I stopped smiling the entire movie because it was funny, it was creative uh, it had some great action uh, it just, it was like everything you could want in a movie and you kind of were like, like Nick Cage is back to being respectable which is funny to say but like This movie, like, if you can make fun of yourself and recognize kind of where you're at and who you are in your career, like he does, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. I just had an absolute blast watching this
1: movie. When you show that you have, like, such a good sense of humor about yourself, it's it's very appealing quality, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, kind of rooting for him and stuff, but... It, it, it's almost like when we were talking about we did that show when we were talking about certain actors bodies of work and certain films stuff we talked about Nick cage and going through his imdb you know how amazingly like diverse his like body of work is and genre styles and whatnot and this film almost it it, it, it plays at all his strengths at comedy at action like the absurdity it it, it rolls it all into a neat Page package that kind of encapsulates all his performances and um it's just so funny and a good time like you said i smiled all the way through it um and and i gotta shout out pedro pascal uh so good it was incredible so good and really those two together was just you know was magic it was like really perfect relationship and uh yeah i know i love this film it's no paddington too (laughs) so um
0: this the my top five could all easily be my favorite movies of the year it -hmm. goes for this movie as well I had no interest zero in watching this movie whatsoever I saw the trailer I was like ah, whatever it's just this stupid thing I like I don't know what he's up to now but You know, like every now and then he'll make a movie like The Color Out of Space. I'm like, that was cool. Even Mandy was like, whatever. It's like Mandy, the whole strength of Mandy was just the visuals. You know, other than that, the story was like absurd. It was just very easy. It's like you kill me, I'll kill a 100 of you. (laughs) But watching this movie from beginning to end, I was blown away by how fucking smart it was written. Him talking to young Nick. Like his relationship with Pedro. I mean, this is just like this is such a good movie. This is one of the best movies he's ever done. I I couldn't believe I I laughed out loud a bunch of times during yeah. this movie. Genuinely, you know I I can't recommend this movie enough because it just by the end of the movie, even halfway through, I was I just couldn't believe. How smart it was, and where it ended up, and how it turned out. Every time I think of a lot of these scenes, man, like him singing at the birthday party, it just
2: like yeah. it
0: really fucking worked, man. If if you're on the fence about this movie, just fucking watch it. It's so good, I couldn't believe it.
2: Yep, Sam, I know, I know, we are uh, we are very big Al Bundy fans, and 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 they give him that very good like. He's over the hill. He's out of shape. He's way in over his head. And yet he still has that confidence that because he's Nick Cage, he's going to be able to get out of it. And it's so Mm -hmm. entertaining and and lovable, quite frankly. And you do. You really you walk away from this movie going, fuck, you know, I know we shit on Nick Cage for like his ridiculous catalog. But the guy is good.
0: (laughs) This this is like I, I think this is on par with like Travolta and Pulp Fiction. I feel like a movie like this like legitimized him because he hasn't even made a movie since, you know, usually he does like 10 in a year.
2: Yeah. I think he's doing like Dracula and Renfield.
0: So what I heard is it's, it was all a tax debt. So he, he had a tax debt. And then from there he was like, I got to pay this off, which I guess is kind of addressed in the movie in some way with his, you know, but so he started making like, it's like, okay, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And it's just like, okay. Like the paycheck to pay off whatever he owed mm-hmm. so that makes sense but uh
1: cool he's a genre fan too though like i think some of those like colorado space and stuff he, for mandy, i think he was all about that shit. you know what i mean but yeah. there was a lot of stuff in between that ghost rider days that you know but i mean this was a guy who was a that he won an oscar right For leaving las vegas a million years yeah. ago like he, yeah yeah, oh, no. The, he was a, he took a weird career path, but yeah,
0: he's legit. Yeah. But at these guys, listen, at the end of the day, streaming channels, uh piracy, you know, I'm sure these guys don't make as much as they used to. That's why it's like John Cusack is another one of these guys. It's like, Your body work is amazing, but then you end up in like eighteen other movies that I've never heard of. It's like mm-hmm. and it's like, Okay, hey, John Cusack, do you want to come here for two weeks and we'll give you, you know, five hundred thousand dollars? It's like peace let's do it you know <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I would I would love someone to write a film like this Roysack now what you're saying it. <laughs> well listen now
0: that now that you put it out into e- to the ether I'm sure it'll happen yeah. by 2023 yeah. um let's do number four
2: Chris so number <clears throat> excuse me number four uh is the for me is the new Spielberg movie the Fableman's um, it is highly autobiographical, though it's not. Um, it's not. It, it is a fictionalized version of kind of his childhood growing up um, as a, you know, a Jewish kid in a middle class family with one parent that was incredibly smart and uh, and sort of technical and an engineering mind and another parent that was just uh, sort of a, a, a big hearted dreamer and, a, and an artist, uh, great piano player and um and kind of how they go from this very sort of loving happy family and then through the years as he grows through his teenage uh years kind of how those, certain cracks sort of develop and it fractures their 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 relationship all set against the backdrop of him discovering kind of his love of of movies and filmmaking and uh it's just it's it's sort of representative of the best of what spielberg does i mean it's a it's a really well told Family drama with incredibly shot scenes. Uh, the movie looks incredible. Um, you, you there's there's like real <clears throat> excitement and drama watching him as a kid figure out figure out how to make these these war and western movies look better than they should uh, for a kid his age shooting on a, an eight millimeter camera, um, and uh, it's just um, it's just a kind of a great human family drama um done through the lens of, of uh, the very talent Steven Spielberg and uh you know uh felt a lot, teared up a little bit. Um but um it was a it was it's a great movie. Uh and um it just uh hit me the right way. So my number four.
0: Very cool. Um we'll number four.
1: All right my my number one was pretty clear cut and these next three are pretty interchangeable.
0: I think we have probably but, we might have the same top four.
1: There's there's one we're gonna differ, but I know that three we're gonna have the same. Okay. Um, but I have uh, Terrifier too. Me too. Um, I have it at number four. Yeah.
0: Wow, well, I have it number three. I
1: mean, so. Okay. I mean, I this was so much fun to go see in a theater. First of all, uh, it's such a great story, whether for horror or any. Just for independent film, what this film did this year. um I'm so happy it went to a theater and got extended stays before it even hit a streaming service, but mainly just because if you're a horror fan, if you grew up in the in the gore and the grind and the real sleeves of horror and stuff, this was the home run. This one gave you everything you could hope for um it it's some of the <laughs> some of the kills in it i mean for me, a jaded horror view, like, my jaw just kept dropping further and further, and every yep. time I thought they were done, he went in and do some, I mean, pouring salt. He comes back in the room to pour salt on a motherfucker that he just get... that scene alone with that girl is one of the, easily one of the most savage kills I've ever seen in a horror film I I, like, I mean,
0: I, yeah, like, at the moment, think of a better <clears throat> one. It's very hard to I do. Can't.
1: I can't. Yeah. It. It's up there with 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 the with the for the ages. You know what I mean? It's for countdowns the savage kills on future Shutter countdown shows, this thing has to be in it. It's amazing, and that's, that's I think the only about,
2: one. Yeah, that's but the, also think about like what it was going up against in the first movie. Like you had the sawing in half scene in the first movie, yes. and so when you're watching this, you're like, how are they going to beat that? And then they fucking clobber it with that. They scene. did,
1: yeah. Yeah. This, this guy knew to give the, the it, it, had, it was an underground cult classic. It had such a big following. He gave he threw the raw meat at the in the lion's cage for the for the fans. You know what I mean? And what can I say? And and, and his name's escaping me. But the that plays Art the clown. Uh, Sam, oh, which, David Howard he, Thornton, right? Yes, the job he does uh, with <laughs> with no speaking parts. With his eyes and his facial expressions, is it's one of the best uh, horror acting performances I think ever, and it gave us a new like uh, you know legendary icon of horror. And I'm excited. I'm 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 assuming he's doing a trilogy, I believe, right? So I'm he hoping he, to- he he already yeah. wrote it. Yes. Yeah, so I love it. Hope yeah. To see more. Um,
0: you know, seeing it in theaters, I watched it with Chris um just unbelievable um i believe we all did an episode on it right didn't we just yeah. do like an episode we review? did terrifying yeah.
1: we did uh oh you guys yeah um, yeah <laughs> and we did hellraiser and that and something else at the same time yeah
0: so um yeah i mean not much more to say other than like seeing this in in a movie theater this you know where you get speak no evil which is like an actual horrific thing that could happen where you're like, wow. People are fucked up like that. Then you have the, the flip side of that, which is like the 80s sleaze like just slasher movie. Uh that is terrifier too that is just uh, the best horror movie of the year. By far. Like by far this is the best horror movie of the year. So that's
1: that's my I gotta too. say too I forgot and I'm I feel bad I don't have his name but the score yeah the synth score in that film yeah the score was great it. yeah, yeah and the music in that movie is
0: great so uh yeah so that's your number three chris if you want to add anything
2: yeah yeah just a couple things one is um while it was insane in, in terms of the kills and the gore there was some genuine creepiness to art like uh as he's stalking um I forget her name, the, the fantastic S- final girl.
1: Sienna. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. Sienna.
2: She's amazing. And uh, when he's like in the Halloween store, like kind of following her around, it's, it's very unsettling. <laughs> and, and then right before, leading up to the, just that brutal centerpiece kill uh, in the middle, her friend, like the fact that he knocks on the door, knocks again. Yep. She watches him walk away. It was all set up very sort of dread inducing because you're like, he's coming back and he's going to fuck her up. So it wasn't just like throwing blood and guts on the screen, no, like you yeah. cared about the the characters, uh, great score, great setup to the kills, um, funny, I mean, the, the, putting the mashed potatoes in the shotgun blasted <laughs> face of the mother. I mean, I mean,
0: you you did not like seriously like it just like
2: I, I just like, laughed out loud like what the fuck
0: we were like like it's just so absurd yeah we totally just <laughs> laughed because he's making mashed potatoes and then <laughs> I just shoved it and we were like this is outrageous but like you you brought up a great point it's not just absurdity it's so when he's knocking on the friend's door right she answers and you know something bad's going to happen but it doesn't happen right away right so then like she like tells him to fuck off and closes he knocks harder and he smiles even harder when she answers the door but it's such an angry smile yeah that it's like yeah. holy shit man this dude is fucking insane so that's where like david really like shines his art man he's so good like it's yeah. very hard to to you know, a killer clown movie, whatever. But he just really like I, I don't know if it's Damien's direction or or what David does, but it's like those two just created uh, yeah. uh, the future icon of horror. They really did. Yeah. It's it's not like an overstatement.
1: It's it's and legitimate. they get right to it. They get right yeah. to it, and like, I think it, with the Jerry Smith. Shout out to Jerry. Fucking I mean, Jerry like Smith. At, it started, got off to a slow start or something. Is it <laughs> he did say that. First of all. <laughs> And like yeah, within like eight minutes, like some girls like just shitting black on the floor, like what the Jerry's mentally ill, by the way. I don't
0: know. (laughs) I like I like when people interact with Jerry Smith on Facebook and in in the podcast group, like he's a normal person. He's not, he really (laughs) is not a normal person. But people talk to him and (laughs) it's just outrageous. Like so, shout out to Jerry Smith. So all right, so God.
2: One more thing about David, uh, I think it's Thornton Howard or Howard Thornton. I, I can't quite remember. It's either one of those is his last name. But
0: David David he, Thornton Mellon.
2: Uh, <laughs> but um, he's actually plays the Grinch in that Mean One movie that just came out, and uh, yeah. it was it was playing in the theater over here. And I was I, I actually toyed with the idea of going to see it last night purely because of him, but then. I thought better of it because I watched the trailer and it doesn't look very good, but uh, I he mean, looks great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, um, so they, they, um, I watched it. Uh, I, it was playing it at, at, uh, at the deer park place. And uh, the, when we went to go see violent night and stuff. So yeah, it's, I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Holy shit. Theatrical stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, um, so number three, laying and number three, uh, dinner in America.
1: Okay. Um, which I'm sure you got coming up later at some point. But basically, if you haven't seen it, which a lot of people haven't, and it's criminal that they haven't, and I, you know what, Don't I might let... not have heard of it. But you told me about it. Let's man. let
0: let's get let's get back to that because I'm I'm gonna, I have it later on. So yeah. when we talk about it, you oh, and yeah. I. Can. So so Absolutely. that's your number three. My number Correct. three is everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I
1: got that coming up later too.
2: Yeah, that's my number two.
0: Okay, so that's we can that... talk about
2: it, huh? or do you want to wait till Brian?
0: Okay. So let, yeah, let's, like- yeah, let's, let's wait till, till Brian has it. So then we'll just keep going. Um, okay. So um, what do you have at number? Oh, you have that at number two. So Langan, what do you have at number two?
1: Bloody oranges. Okay. that probably nobody has, right? <laughs> <Nah>.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. That's um, my number one.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a French film. It's on, it's up on shutter right now. Um, I've never seen a film shift gears to so such extreme ends of humor, drama, darkness, horror, comedy. It's got everything. It's very uh, Tarantino-y, Pulp Fiction-y as like disjointed small stories that intersect at certain points to give you a general idea. Um, I definitely can't say too much because there's turns in it that are shockingly uh, dark but hysterically funny. Um it's just—it's one of the most savage black comedies I've ever seen, with ho- a horror tinge to it. It's—it's um, uh, it's, like I said, it's up on Shutter. It's—it's a, it's a, a satirical look at the current French society, but it also applies to America and mainly the times that we live in, I should say. But uh, if you—if you, if you want to take a chance, see this film. And actually, piggybacking on the show we did. Uh, last time about the uses of, of music and films. The credits of this, if you watch it, stick around for the credits, because it, 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 it uses a song that was like so beautiful and haunting that goes into the credits um, that I had to like look it up, like do Google searches to find out what remix of it was, it's so beautiful. But it, it, it's an original, you've never seen anything like it. All I can say is give it a chance, Bloody Oranges. <laughs> give Rodden a chance. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just impossible to describe. But like every time it takes a turn and there's several, it's like holy fuck! Like where are they going here? So if that interests you, check it out.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know. I know you were champion in that movie. Uh, Love it, it. it. It's up on Shutter, so I got to check that out. So uh, the, my number two is Vengeance. Anyone else
1: have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Venge- I don't. But that was an honorable for me. Yep.
2: Yeah. I haven't I haven't actually seen that one. I still have to. cat that's on in my my blind spots list.
1: So,
0: here's a movie that I was not going to watch. Right? <clears throat> but Karen, my girlfriend, loves The Office. And she was like, "Hey, let's watch this movie that BJ Novak wrote." Okay. So we start watching it. <clears throat> right away, it's interesting, right? So the plot is basically this guy has like a few hookups with somebody who ends up dying. Family reaches out to him in New York. They live in Texas and I guess she presented him as more of a boyfriend and he okay. wasn't he wasn't thinking of her in that way. So you know the brother calls up, "Hey man, you know, sorry about the news, like, you know, um th- this is the service <laughs> and all this other stuff." And he's in New York like I only like nailed her like a few like I didn't he wasn't thinking of her that way. It's like a, you know it really means a lot that you come and and that's where the story goes. So he comes down and he, he's a podcaster, so he thinks to himself, like, okay, this is a podcast episode that I'm gonna start making. And when I tell you, like this is one of those movies that you think is going to go left, it goes right. When you think it's going to go right, it goes left, and everyone in it is fucking great. It's such a great movie. Like once again, my top five, any one of these movies would have been the best movie of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from Terrifier 2, which is obviously absurd, but, you know, these the other four are just legitimately fucking fantastic. Very, I would say this movie is the smartest written movie I've seen all year. For sure. Like, the writing, I'm like, wow, very well done. Keeps you guessing. By the end, it's just like, it blew my mind. So, big fan of Vengeance. I believe it's up on Peacock. So Yeah, um, I think you're right. So, um, that leaves us with uh, dinner in America and everything everywhere, right? That's all we have left. Chris yeah, I had everything I got it.
2: everywhere at two. Uh, but what I don't even know what number we're at. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: Are we at the one?
1: We were at your two, okay. right? Now.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so I have everything everywhere all at once at number two.
0: Okay, so at number two, so let's talk about it because all three of us. So, That's for me, my number one, it's your number one. Is it- so. It's my number it's my number 3 number 2. Chris, what's your number 1 by
2: the way? Top Gun Maverick, baby.
0: All right, so let's let's do <laughs> let's save that one for last since you're the guest. So let's do everything.
2: Okay. <laughs> let's do
0: let's do everything uh everywhere all at once right now. So Chris, talk about.
2: It. Sure. Um there's so much to say about this movie and there's so much in it that it, it it's almost hard to <laughs> it's almost hard to describe. Yeah. And uh I, so um, I, I think the best I can put it is I was watching the movie and Tara came home and she, ah, saw, what was on, she saw what was on screen and she stopped in her tracks because it was a scene where <laughs> two people were fighting over a butt plug that they yeah. needed yeah. in order to be able to trigger going into a different dimension. And it was a hilarious action packed scene, incredibly well shot, uh, super tense. And she sat there watching it, and then looked at me and went, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And it's <laughs> but but it's not that kind of movie because it ends up being this incredibly sweet, um, you know, heartwarming, caring about all the characters. There's all sorts of crazy action and you know, kung fu and, and all sorts of different things happening in this movie. It's like it's like a genre mashup, like thrown in a blender and 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 hit on high. Cause it's, it's, it's just wild. I I mean, but it's not incoherent. Like there's, there's wild scenes, there's crazy stuff happening. There's insane visuals, but it is a very sort of coherent, straightforward beginning to end story that just takes a lot of detours, a lot of multidimensional stuff and the different characters and scenes. But I mean, so creative and so, um, inspired and and really just kind of like energizing as you're watching it like i just was like my eyeballs were just completely glued to what was happening
0: yeah i i (laughs) look lucky enough to catch it in theaters and uh i think i went by myself actually and i just i can't this is like the best put together movie i of the year for sure like when you watch it and you're like show me the movie the magic of what going to the movies is like, yeah. that's what this movie is. You're just like, the imagination going through this is just through the fucking roof. Like, you can't say enough about it. So I'll I'll shut up about it and I'll talk about my number one, Lang. And I know that you have this at number one, so.
1: This is my number one. The second I saw it, I knew it was my favorite movie. I, I, I was like, this is the bar. I don't know if anything I'm going to like. Better. I did
0: the same thing, yeah. It,
1: mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's a very... Touching film, but like it does, it it's got everything of the drama, the comedy, action sequence. Oh, who know Short round would be fucking shit up. Like I, I, I haven't seen that guy in forever, man. And then I was like, Thanks. oh my god! Shout out to Lo Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And uh, and uh, it's 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 very it's got a heavy Buddhist philosophy to it, and um about living in the now and present and stuff. And it's a movie of what ifs, which everybody has in life, and it. it but, but the key of being the most alive in the reality, you know, right now. Yeah. Like another, if it went another way, it still could be good or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if you're right. Rocks. When that, that scene really spoke to me the most, when there were rocks on that uh, clip, I don't want to say too much about it, you know what I mean? But uh, the director, Daniel uh, Scheinhardt, I believe the name it
0: It's the two Daniels. Yeah. They did the Swiss Army man as well
1: yes he had a quote that said there's low brow and high brow but all the brows are good which i think is like a good summary of uh of the philosophy of this film and uh it's entertaining on a on a, a, a on a surface level but when you really pick it apart in meaning it's it's so rich you know and mm-hmm. uh it, it i can rewatch it a billion times i watched it a couple of times here at my house and then it happened when we went to cancun this year it happened to be on the plane i was like oh thank god i can like totally focus in on this shit so yeah i can't say enough about it
0: all right cool um so my number one movie is dinner in america uh but like i said you know these movies were so interchangeable when i saw everything everywhere i was like this is the bar Sure. Then, then I saw Dinner in America. I was like, this is the bar. Then I saw Vengeance. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, these are all really good. Um, and this so Dinner in America just spoke to me specifically, obviously, through the music. Um, it's hard to describe. So I'm just going to read like the synopsis where it says uh, mm-hmm. an on the lamb punk rocker and a young woman obsessed with his band unexpectedly fall in love and go on an epic journey. Uh, and that's pretty much what it is. It's like this like story of these two people from different sides of the planet that both love this like aggressive punk rock music uh, and just like uh, them against the world type thing and uh, her coming of age with him because he's such a badass. Mm-hmm. and But he learns from her as well. And uh, man, it's, it's just one of those movies that within the first 10, 15 minutes you watch it. And the yeah. editing, everything about it is so fucking good. It's currently up on yeah. Hulu, and it's my favorite movie of the year. So, Dinner in America. Yeah,
1: I had it at number three, and uh, like criminally underseen, like John Warder said in the thing. He posted the clip of what he said. I'm glad it made his list, but I, it, I would describe it as somebody, it's like it's it's like a dark, dark Napoleon Dynamite kind of vibes to it. You know what I mean? It gave me very much.
0: Yeah, like I, Napoleon, said, but, I said, I
1: yeah.
0: said Napoleon Dynamite meets Welcome to the Dollhouse.
1: Perfect. That's a that's a perfect way to start it. But like the performances for, from from e- Emily Skeggs, I believe her name, and Kyle Gallner, if I'm yeah. getting those names, but I'm, uh, but they were great. You got uh, playing Emily's parents. Um, you had Mary Lynn Rajskub and Pat Healy.
0: Uh, God, who was that?
1: Uh, Leah, T- oh, Leah from Thompson from was in Keep it too. Thrills. Yeah, uh-huh. she was in it for a minute in the beginning. The guy from Cheap Thrills.
2: Oh yeah, Pat Healy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. The guy from Cheap Yep, Yep. Yeah. So many good little things. But it's just a hilarious film. But yeah, so it's about young love. It's about coming of age, uh, coming out of your shell and comfort zone. And, uh, and, and- it's, it's a very sweet film. Yeah. And
0: one of the catchiest original songs, you know, that's attached to the movie. Like yes. once, once you hear it, you're like, oh, this is so good, man. Uh, yeah. I'd she's like
1: a it. singer. I'd rather, I think she must have actually sang that track too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. for
0: sure. You could hear it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So that brings us to your number one, which is a movie that I've never seen, but
1: I'll tell you I've this. I've never seen the first one.
0: Me neither. I've never seen the first one. And I, we we flew to Arizona. And uh, you know you have five hours to kill on a plane. And I saw the original was on there. I was like, should I watch Top Gun for the first time? And I just didn't,
2: you know. That that amazes me that you guys haven't seen like that movie. I mean, I, I could say that I've seen the original Top Gun a hundred times.
1: Yeah, what, I mean, what, we, what,
2: uh, what is it? What is it about it that you like? Are you more selling? of an
1: Iceman or a Maverick? Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, I I think I. I, I think it's just it's the it's obviously the 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 planes the 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 music the the action. There's some humor in there. Uh, Tony Scott in the '80s was just a fucking god in terms of making movies. I mean, he did that. He did yeah Days of Thunder. He did um, Last
0: Boy Scout. He did
2: Crimson Tide. He did The Last Boy Scout. I mean, the guy was fantastic. He didn't always get as much critical acclaim as his brother Ridley, uh, but I would argue that he's got probably the more entertaining catalog by a mile. I had
0: no idea they were even brothers that just blows yeah. my mind. I had no idea. Wow. What crazy. A, right. What a family of directors like those, like the filmography between those two guys. Holy
2: shit. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and unfortunately he actually committed suicide, I think like 10 years ago or so, um, maybe, maybe even longer, but, um, the original, I, so like, it, my freshman year in college, I went to Loyola in Maryland and it's a bar school. It's not like a party school. you're either you either have a fake ID and you're out at the bar or you're sitting in your room with with beers and and hanging out with your with your roommates and and as a freshman and we were kind of in a freshman dorm. so every weekend it was just basically movies on Friday and Saturday night while we were sitting drinking beers and basically every weekend we watched Rocky Four and Top Gun. so <laughs> Rocky War, <laughs> yeah, yep. that's my shit, yeah. So, like it just became ingrained as such like a classic of my 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 youth and my young adulthood, and just I, I've loved the movie f- forever. I even got like the three d version of the Blu-ray, so I could watch it in three d at home. Um, and then bef- it was supposed to come out before the pandemic. And so this has been like almost three years of waiting to see to see this movie. And with that amount of anticipation and that amount of love for the original film, it was bound to be a disappointment. And the fact that it wasn't is incredible to me. Um, it's got a real reason for being. It's not just like a sort of a plot that just says, hey, remember this, remember this about the old movie. Um, it's 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 a I, natural I extension of the story. Him. Yeah, yeah. Not like that at <laughs> all. But yeah, that is it. It's got a it's got a natural progression of the story. The characters are are not sort of washed up versions of themselves that have to get back into kind of the game or shape or whatever. They're sort of still in the 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 world of aviation and and, and the navy and and fi- uh, you know um, flying planes and everything. Maverick is uh, he's on the end of his career, but this is an opportunity to um, you know. The, the threat here is like more real. In the first one, they just sort of like they go on their first mission and they're flying around near an air, a Russian air border. And so they engage with MiGs at the end. In this one, they're actually trying to prevent, uh, you know, kind of a nuclear event from happening. And there's this incredibly difficult way that they have to do that. And really the only one that can teach people how to do it or do it himself is Maverick because of how he flies. And so there's this whole like montage of having to train this class of young fighter pilots, one of whom is Goose's son. And Goose was the best friend in the original that died in uh, the movie. There's the real reasons for kind of applying it's not funny, it's fast paced. There's tons of action, um, and they they blended this sort of two generations of characters into just a really entertaining, big budget popcorn movie. Um, that you know, obviously, you know, the theater was the best experience for it. But I've watched it a couple times since at home, and it is just a blast. So, um, you guys, yeah, obviously, you know, you no, haven't seen but the first one. It, so it's
0: but- it's it's a, the thing with this movie that I realized. Through, like, I have not heard one person say anything negative about the Top Gun sequel. It's been, like, Mm -hmm. across the board, Facebook, whatever. Everyone's like, this movie was really fucking good. So, like, that rings a bell to my ear, which is why it would even be on my radar. Um, And, uh, you know, it just, yeah, like, to have a movie come out like a sequel you know after so long and have people still embrace it because for the most part that never happens you know so yeah the the, the long times
2: in between usually don't age well and 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 it's a fight to uh
1: connect it back to the original story this this was very natural except
0: for lost boys too
1: (laughs) How is the music in it? Because I remember that soundtrack was big shit when that came out. That was like oh, a yeah. huge soundtrack. What did they What did they get in there? What big stars? They
0: got Kenny so, Loggins <laughs>
1: Jr.
2: Well, yeah. no, so they do. They do have kind of the original type the the music music from uh, from like the 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 original uh, composer. They do open the film in a very similar way and so you're almost like uh oh like is this just going to be like a redo but then they take it off in a different direction they let they use um they use danger zone they don't use playing with the boys which was a a bit of a miss uh, as far as i'm concerned (laughs) because that song is hysterical uh but lady gaga has like the big song for it it's called hold my hand and it's fine it's like a good pop song or whatever it fits in with the story but no, it's not a killer soundtrack like the original. They
1: didn't bring out the Berlin? They didn't have the Berlin uh, moment? No, the
2: no, they did not have uh, Take My Breath Away in the movie.
1: I don't, I only hope the success of it will give us a cocktail, too. <laughs> I, think I think Tom Cruise, if you're hearing me, and I know you are, <laughs> want cocktail, too. <laughs> well, you hey, know- Elizabeth
2: Shue's still out there. Yes, yeah,
0: she still looks great for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, listen. You said, "What does Howard always say?" Lagan. You said it all.
2: You said it all. <laughs> you said
0: it all. Um. Cool. This was this was fun, man. I really genuinely. It, it's been a long time since I looked at a movie list, and I thought to myself, "These are all really good. And, they're all superstars." Yeah, so. they're all <laughs> somebody. Please, in America. <laughs> somebody please <laughs> um yeah this HBC. was fun man so hopefully uh you know let's go I'm, I'm probably gonna watch men and uh blood oranges that seems to be yeah. like the two that, that i missed and maybe i'll make my that, way over that,
1: that irish film what was the name of the irish film oh
2: yeah the yeah Banshee, the banshees of Inisherin. it's actually yeah. it just dropped on hbo max
0: okay oh, oh yeah it did yeah yeah that's uh colin yeah. farrell man colin farrell yep He'll pull out some good shit, man, for sure. Yeah. I'm on it. I yeah. wrote
2: da- I wrote down six movies from you guys that I'm gonna watch. So thank you for having me on and just so what, fun what, what's, got...
0: what's six? Well, let's hear.
2: Uh, this is Guar, Fourth of July, Weird, Speak No Evil, Dinner in America, and Bloody Oranges.
1: Cool. Yeah. All right. All
2: right.
1: Uh, guys, that's what we do here. We bring people together. That's <laughs> right. All I love them. That's
0: it. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, alarm you guys, but you guys should definitely get COVID tested right now. We've been, we've been sitting here for a long time, so
1: all right, guys. All right. All right. Thanks everybody.